Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of PA Insights with NCCPA. I'm your host, Jeff Boswell. We've got a great episode for you today. We talk with the Psychiatrist PA team who give us a peek into the positive impact their collaboration has had on their patients and each other, as well as the need for PAs in the field of psychiatry. There's lots to get to, so let's get started. More than 166 million Americans live in areas with mental health professional shortages And at a time when mental health and substance use disorder are critical challenges in our world, PAs are in position to fill that need. Joining us today to talk about working in mental health and how all PAs can integrate mental health as part of overall health is 20-plus-year board-certified PA Pete Carmony and his collaborating psychiatrist, Dr. Terry Lankford. As a successful PA psychiatrist team working in rural Lovington, New Mexico, Pete and Terry work every day to address mental health issues and expand access to care to a wide range of patients. They recently shared their experiences with the NCCPA Health Foundation's Partners in Mental Health Steering Committee, and we're delighted to have them with us today to share more of their story. So welcome, Pete and Terry. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's fantastic to have you. And could you tell us a little more about each of you and your practice? Well, I'm a uh, practicing psychiatric physician assistant. I started off uh, fresh out of PA school, practicing some primary care, sort of a blended primary care psych practice for a few years before I went on to specialize in psychiatry. And that had always been my my goal um, because I'd had, before becoming a PA, I had been a a family therapist and substance abuse counselor for many years. So it was a natural fit for me, uh, despite getting a lot of derision from my peers who didn't see PAs working in psychiatry. So, you know, I I did have to sort of build a little niche for myself, um, but now I'm uh, a full-time practicing adult outpatient psychiatry. And Terry, how about you? I started my medical career as an internist and then wanted really wanted to choose between internal medicine and psychiatry when I was a medical student. I did a medicine residency and practiced medicine, then went back and did a psychiatry residency and practiced in Los Angeles for too many years. We'll just say I've been doing this for 37 years now and um, uh, have been here for six and a half. Yes. Six and a half years. And I was very excited to come to a rural area. I really wanted to shift from practicing in an area that was saturated with mental health providers to switching to an area that was not and really was in desperate need for mental health providers. And one of the most exciting things for me when I came here was the uh, uh, opportunity to work with a PA, namely Pete. (laughs) Well, that is so Fantastic to hear. And Pete really being a trailblazer, because I do imagine 20 years ago, there were very few PAs uh, in the psychiatry specialty. Uh, So appreciate your passion leading you to that. And uh, what I think is so interesting, too, about Terry's story is that desire to go 
to an underserved or rural community to where you really could make an impact in an area that needed a provider. And not to say that the urban area didn't, but as you said, there were providers that were able to take care of that population and taking your expertise into an area that really needed it. What are the hallmarks, would each of you say, of your PA psychiatrist team? And, and what's the most rewarding part of your practice? I would say that the hallmark of our team is collaboration and respect. And that is also what is the most rewarding aspect of our relationship. And I have found that it is so stimulating and exciting to share patients with Pete. We are familiar with each other's patients. We talk through patients. Uh, I'll go to Pete, he'll come to me. We are peers. And that has been such a rewarding experience for me. It also helped that we both went to the University of Arizona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, double wildcat power, I hear you. What about you, Pete? I would have to agree with with Terry. You know, I, we both want to, um, or both, I think, sought to integrate medicine, the practice of medicine, into psychiatry as well. So that was a very um, important practice style to both of us because we both recognized that we had the opportunity to catch a lot of medical problems that were also influencing a person's mental health. So, so that's that's been a, a strong component of our collaborative relationship, and and yes, I, I really have to give Terry a lot of credit because we, you know, she's always treated me like a peer, and that makes it easier for me to suspend my ego and to to not uh, dig my heels in about something when she and 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 instead be able to really accept her her knowledge. Uh, and her years of practice and helping me be a better practitioner. And she sees where I have skills as a therapist and in other areas of the practice that, you know, she's willing to accept my input as well. Like, I know a lot more about psychopharmacology than she does. <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, yesterday, for example, we had a patient that, uh, uh, I did a alcohol outpatient alcohol detox with, uh, and you know there's some some metabolic, some mild metabolic disturbances, and um, she clearly had a macrocytic anemia going on. And Terry said, you know, I think you made her do some iron studies on her too, and make sure she doesn't have she's not low on iron because she's not yeah, feeding herself well and getting proper nutrition and. So I, I, we ran the labs and sure enough, she was right. And I was like, she was passing by my office and I said, hey, Dr. Big Brain, come in here. I said, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, yeah, and I, I think that is something that's so unique to you. You know, when we talk about that PA and, and doc kind of relationship and that collaborative nature, that that's what you're saying here. And meeting you both uh, before we got started today is just such a pleasure. Your positive energy and just that what you said, that humbleness and groundedness, uh, the warmth that you both display, but also both of your intellects. And I would say in any collaborative healthcare setting, and in this case, you know, psychiatric and mental health, 
to have these two really intelligent people bring both their big brains to uh, to a patient case can only do uh, wonders and and I would say you know higher the the chance of the best outcome possible for that patient. So I think that is such a triumph for you guys and such a great example to set uh, in any kind of healthcare setting. So thank you both for that. When you look at the mental health landscape, what opportunities do you see to support the expansion of the mental health workforce? I feel that the opportunity to collaborate between a psychiatrist and a PA, I think that that is critically important right now, because if you look at the average age of a psychiatrist in the United States, I am horrified to say it's in the 60s. Mm which I'm horrified to say would place me in that range. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm concerned about is that the need for mental health services is only increasing. And we are not getting enough medical students to go into the field of psychiatry. And so I see the collaboration between a psychiatrist and a PA as being a tremendous opportunity, first of all, for the senior psychiatrists, such as myself, um, to work with a PA and to mentor that PA if that PA is just starting and to help that PA grow in practice and literally to transfer knowledge from the psychiatrist to the PA to be able to continue care. And I see this as a tremendous opportunity and I think it's going to be a critical opportunity for us to utilize. And so I've addressed it with my colleagues and Often there's an initial hesitant response because of a lack of experience and a lack of familiarity. And so to me, I think maybe one of my jobs is going to be educating my fellow psychiatrists in the the possibilities of how rewarding this relationship can be and how important it can be for the furtherance of what we all want, which is to provide the best mental health care that we can to our citizens. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, it, when you say um, unfamiliarity with uh, amongst psychiatrists, you mean unfamiliarity with working with PAs? Yes. Yeah, and, and that's because there just are so few PAs going into psychiatry. I mean, I've been precepting students for 20 years, PA students, and I, I don't think I have had enough influence to get a single one to practice psychiatry. However, I would say this, that, that all of them find the rotations extremely rewarding and that they remain in contact with me for many years. They often curbside consult with me because they have taken what we have taught them into whatever practice they're in, whether it's cardiology or primary care. And some of those, some of those PAs now are really sort of stars uh, in their, their primary care practices because they're very comfortable with dealing with psych issues. And so I, I feel good about that. I just, you know, I'm just a little disappointed that nobody's actually said, I want to go into psychiatry full time. <laughs> right. 
And I think that one of Pete's strengths is the fact that he has such a strong background as a therapist. And I think especially in dealing with personality disorders, which are actually more frequent than they used to be. And I think that they need the opportunity to hone their skills as a therapist to take those with them because it is the art of psychiatry. Uh, It's not all psychopharmacology. Um, It's not all therapy sometimes. It's a combination. And being able to tell when medication is not the answer is equally as critical as knowing which medication is right when it is the answer. I agree. Uh, and, and uh, But I, I, I do think that PAs are well suited, but they need to rise to this challenge and realize that it's not maybe as crystal clear or as uh, cut and dried as, as maybe a more mechanical practice, you know, where, where you're, you're dealing more with just body functions and metabolic things and uh, that kind of stuff. So, and looking at labs and looking at labs or, yeah, you know, at the same time, you want to have those skills and that's what we've gotten really good at is sort of integrating that into what we do. We catch a lot of medical problems. Um, We've caught everything from, oh gosh, Terry, uh, Uncontrolled hypertension to pheochromocytomas, to, uh, uh, gallbladder disease, yeah, uh, deep, microcytic uh, iron deficiencies, um, uh, deep vein thrombosis. Deep vein thrombosis. We deal with all of it, and I think that that's an advantage that a a PA psychiatrist team can bring because if both have a good solid foundation in medicine and then add additional skills of psychiatry, that makes you a powerhouse because the brain bone is connected to the body bone. Well, that's what I was, that's what you just had me thinking. Like uh, you guys have a unique talent because of the skill sets that you've d- developed to be able to better discern if the things of the body are affecting the mind or is it things of the mind that are affecting the body? And those are different things, aren't they? Yes. 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 You know, the buzzword 30 years ago was all about holism and holistic. And and I feel like we, we truly are practicing in a holistic manner because we are integrating all aspects of medicine into what we do. Um, Our patients teasingly call us the psychiatry primary care clinic. (laughs) Well, it's all encompassing. And and speaking of primary care, what do you wish your colleagues in primary care maybe knew about mental health? Or are there things that they really should be looking for that sometimes you see overlooked far too often? Well, I I think there's a lot of almost fear. Fear is Uh, the word. Yeah. (laughs) Um, everything from emergency medicine practitioners to primary care docs, um, even even uh, you guys had a situation with a surgeon who was yes. very concerned about a patient who was having some issues one day, um, that there's just 
a lot of fear in dealing with patients with with mental health issues and 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 not not even necessarily mental illness but just because somebody's stressed out and having a bad day yeah and and there's a there's uh there seems to be a kind of lack of knowledge of psychopharmacology but again, you know, I, I think that this is an area where where PAs are well suited to go into this field because one thing that I think that that physician assistants always pride themselves on is that they listen, and that is something I hear so often from patients. So right there, that's that's the the basis of all of psychiatry um, is listening. So you know, I, I think that's that's a real strength for PAs. The, and for the physicians, you know, yeah, I, I would like to see physicians feeling a lot more comfortable with prescribing psychiatric meds. And because, again, you know, a lot of people don't want to come to psychiatry. They feel there's still mm-hmm. a stigma about it and they want their PCP to take care of them. Um, and I, I have had some really excellent docs who are willing to curbside consult us about stuff that they're not familiar with. And we, you know, we walk them through the process and then the more comfortable they get with it, the better they do. When the P, when the PCP makes that effort and can finally say, okay, I've sort of exhausted my knowledge, you know, so I'd like to send you to behavioral health. The patient then is more willing. Mm. Um, you know, but they want the PCP to try. And and that's where we run into a lot of problems is we'll get a lot of referrals um, from PCPs and nothing's been done or minimal, uh, something minimal has been done. Uh, and the patient is very offended about being referred to psychiatry or behavioral health. And they, they wonder why their PCP isn't doing more in that regard. And we've, I have especially noted that in this area, there's quite a stigma. Uh, against mental health and therapists and people feeling that we don't talk about that. We keep that within the family or I keep that within myself. I don't talk about it. The other thing that we see is that we will get a referral and the patient has presented and made a comment about being anxious or depressed. Mm-hmm. And they're immediately referred to us without any trial or any exploration of what's really going on. And often, as Pete says, they're angry. And that's if they show up. Um, they're very angry. They feel that they've been pushed away by their PCP and they don't want to be labeled, quote, crazy. Mm-hmm. And so dealing with stigma and helping people to get over uh, their fears of behavioral health and psychiatric medications and therapists um, has really been a challenge. And finally, after you've been here eight years, eight and a half, yeah. and, and I've been here six and a half, we're making headway in this community and we're actually making headway with other PCPs. Mm -hmm. We have a little cohort now that will call us and we have a a dreadful lack of any child psychiatry or adolescent psychiatry here. And we only treat 
patients 18 years and older, but mm. Pete and I have a side consultation practice for pediatrics, and we'll talk with the pediatricians here about patients and advise them if they have a question about dosing, especially with ADHD. Uh, and it's it's been helpful for them to know that they can call us and that we kind of have their back mm -hmm. um, uh, as they're trying to deal with serving a need that's absolutely unmet in this area. Let me ask for PAs or, or students who are interested in going down the psychiatry path, what advice would you have for them uh, in terms of getting started? Pete touched on some components of what he thought their background might uh, uh, should include. Is there anything that you would say to that group who are starting to be called and, 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 and want to answer the call? I think that there is an opportunity for PAs maybe if they have not had a background in counseling, if they can find a psychiatrist to a work with who, who mm -hmm. is, and who will be a mentor for them, and someone who can do some basic teaching, but if they can shadow that, that person, you can learn a lot mm -hmm. by observation, and you can begin to get a feel for patients because so much of what's going on is what we perceive with our sixth sense. And I think that I don't want PAs to be discouraged if they haven't had a background in counseling or therapy and they have a good solid background in medicine, in, in medicine then um, see if they can find a psychiatrist who will mentor them and who will work with them. And a PA is an extraordinary asset to a psychiatric practice. And so many psychiatrists, at least from my era, but still in the current era, are working from a model of practicing alone or practicing with another few psychiatrists. And to introduce a PA into that practice is an extraordinary asset to the practice, not only in terms of being able to see more patients and meet more patient need, but from a financial perspective, we have not had that specific benefit between the two of us because we are working for a critical access hospital system. But we have a colleague team mm -hmm. in Montana, mm -hmm. and um, it is a private practice. And I, they could speak to the financial benefit of bringing in a PA to a psychiatrist practice. And of course, that's one of the selling points that I will use when I talk to my fellow psychiatrists. Yeah, that's <laughs> referring to the other uh, PA, uh, psychiatrist PA team that was uh, invited to participate in the Behavioral Health Steering Committee. And they, they have a, a seem to have a very successful collaboration going on. Um, That's very similar to ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're That's a lot terrific. Funny. Yeah, we're funnier <laughs> and we are constantly entertained. Yeah, we, <laughs> we entertain ourselves. It's, uh, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> you guys are a wonderful team for entertainment and treatment. I can I can absolutely attest to that. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share today about your experience? Any uh, you know tips for finding PAs or or staying up to date on on the most current uh, psychiatric uh, medicine or building relationships within uh, with other providers maybe or or with other community organizations? Anything like that? What I would like PAs to know is that this can be such a rewarding personal and professional collaboration. And to work with someone who shares the same belief system that our goal is taking care of the whole patient and wanting the best for them and being an advocate for them. That's one thing that Pete and I are both very strong about. And another tremendous benefit, I believe, is that we constantly teach each other. And as we each read about something or hear about something and then look it up, then we come to each other and we share that with each other. So I feel like we are able to stay on the cutting edge of what's happening in psychiatry because we have two brains mm -hmm. keeping track of it, not just one. And we also have the capacity to be able to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I will have to go look that up. I will have to find out. And we're comfortable saying that to patients and to each other. And when you can be that real with a colleague, yeah, that is a tremendous, a tremendous gift. And I feel that this is such an exciting field for PAs to participate in because I can guarantee you will never be bored a day in your life. Right. <laughs> right. And I believe that you will be challenged every day of your life because you have to keep up with psychiatry and with medicine. Mm -hmm. And you have the opportunity to advocate for your patient in a way that many primary care providers cannot. Yeah. And and I would, you know, one of the things I would add to that as well is that, you know, we both, I think, we both bring to our patients um, joy about what we're doing and, and, joy for them because we we really stress to our patients it's all about quality of life we're not looking to just mask your symptoms or turn you into a zombie which some i hear so often from patients that they're often afraid that's what we're going to do um but that look we're, we're looking to enhance their quality of life we're, we're looking for them to to feel better and be able to enjoy their families and the things in life that are important to them and and we we communicate that to them very directly and and i think our practice reflects that because we we have a lot of humor we're always laughing we're we, we're poking fun at ourselves and we we laugh at the foibles of of human 
scenes and what we're all about. And that's super important. And, you know, we try and bring that to our patients too, so that, you know, not everything is, is a life or death experience. It's about you having quality of life and that's what we want you to get. Um, that's, that's our goal. So. That's you know. terrific. I can feel your enthusiasm and your passion uh, radiating uh, through our conversation today. So I want to thank you, Pete and Terry, for sharing more about your practice and helping PAs understand how they can make a positive impact in the mental health of their patients and communities. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. I also wanted to thank you for participating with the NCCPA Health Foundation's Partners in Mental Health Steering Committee. Those efforts help underscore the role that all PAs, regardless of discipline, have to be engaged and equipped to address mental health. As my colleagues at the Health Foundation like to say, every PA is a psych PA, and the Health Foundation offers a mental health grant program, as well as a ton of free mental health resources on their website at nccpahealthfoundation.net. I'd encourage all PAs who understand the importance of mental health care, but feel like they need more insight into how to help their patients in that area to go to that website and see some of the best practices around mental health treatment so that you can implement them in your daily practice. We look forward to more conversations on this topic down the road, and we'll be back with more PA insights with NCCPA in just a moment. Thanks for joining us on this episode of PA Insights with NCCPA. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NCCPA CERT, on Instagram at NCCPA underscore CERT, and on Facebook and LinkedIn, where you'll find us under the National Commission on Certification of Physician Assistants. Also, if you like this podcast and want to make sure you don't miss an episode, please subscribe to us. This has been PA Insights with NCCPA. We'll see you next time. <laughs>